Hey, it's Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say that our live show at Escape Velocity Con is finally here. We're going to have exclusive merchandise for sale. We're going to have exclusive merchandise for sale, including an exclusive live show poster, as well as some stickers that will be available for sale online afterwards, but you can only get them at a discounted price with a good deal if you come to the live show. And also, of course, our t-shirts. We can't believe we're actually here for our very first live show. We're nervous and anxious and excited and a whole bunch of other emotions that I can't even describe. Anyway, that being said, I have a special treat for you all on this episode, and I really hope you enjoy it. We worked really hard to try to make sure we got it in time. So, uh... Yeah, hope you love it, and um, I'll see you at the end of the episode. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. I mean to speak of the days when our country was known as America, as opposed to the current name, Duraki. Someone was crying, and Twilight runs into oh the God. tent. Oh, God. You're not bad, are you? Want to kill your devil? Having troubles with him? Silva is the answer. Make it a liquid. Put it on your weapons. My daughter ran off into that hall of mirrors, and if I killed my husband, he'd tell me where my daughter was. Happy Orientation Day, everybody! There are only nine hells. Portablat is not the name of one of the nine archdevils. I am the new headmaster of Portablat's school of awfulness and treachery. My name is Ingdok. You see a little girl who looks to be maybe 12 years old. We can pull off the greatest prank of all time, and we can take Ingdok's map. He just started here. Haha, <laughs> yes, we like fun. We have some special treatment here. It hasn't been used for a millennia. I believe it will help balance you. Today, my lovely, lovely listeners, I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Oh, today is a glorious day indeed. Elijah came in today with the special documents. It would seem that he has brought me straight from the official vaults, the Declaration of Dependence. Oh, it is on these very files that Duraki of times past declared their complete, total, and unquestionable dependence upon their tyrannical rulers. Thanks to the Duraki people's forced compliance, their freedoms were bound to the laws of power-hungry madmen. Instead of the more practical solutions like global user agreements that we have today. Our glorious overseers had the foresight to understand that freedom is the virtue our consumers most associate with happiness. Well, stay tuned, dear listeners, because in time I will read this historic document exactly as it is written. So where is he? He's in another session with one of Yang's quacks. Hey, Kev wanted this. 
You remember how he was when he first met Amelia. They could be doing anything to him in there. We shouldn't have left him alone with Yang in the first place. He saved him. And us. Multiple times over now. We should be thanking him. I know him. he saved us. I just... Why do you hate him? Please. Sit. I am not here for Yang. Why are you here? Curiosity. I do not understand why you hate Yang. I could ask you why you trust him. Isn't it obvious? Yang is my father. Mi padre. But you and he Pindejo. Don't... Not literally. Oh, I mean, obviously you meant not, uh... Strucking dumb, Jay. Hey, in my defense, I went by old Chinatown for months and I never saw you before. How am I supposed lucky. to know? I was lucky. I found others. People who were kicked out of true reality before the Encroacher Wars. Those who fought with Pocherblet and were betrayed anyway. So that's where Yank found recruits. So many of the Feng Huang are like me. We were only kids when they officially took over true reality five years ago. I was only 15 when Yang found me wandering around the city. Me too. So you get it then. You understand that he really does care for us. Yeah. He really does. And hey he guys. Oh. Hey, Amelia. Hola, Kevin. Are you... Are you sure you're okay with me being here? I can leave if you need no, me to. No, it's okay. Really. I, uh... I'm sorry about before. Um... I'm Kevin. It's nice to meet you, Amelia. Yes. It is nice to meet you as well. Ah! You're all about to play this game of yours, yes? I think I should go. I have some more work to do today. Amelia, wait. See? Why are we here? Yang told me he had plans for us, but all we've been doing is hanging out in this stalking, sorry excuse for a hospital. Are we prisoners? What does Yang- I do not know. What? I have asked him before, but Yang has been more withholding since Ahota. He has a plan, and I believe in him. Maybe, maybe he will tell us soon. Pero, por favor, be patient. It will work out. What the hell does that mean? I think it means what it means. She doesn't know. Is that Manny? Yeah, hop on and we can get the game going. Some of the Feng Wang gave me some great reviews for the last game, and I think for this one I can have some more music added in there while we play. I even got some stuff queued up now for us to start. Uh, we just need Mitchy to get us going. Mitch? We, uh, we getting started? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Alright, let's do this, guys. Uh, so last time, you were in Orientation Day. Uh, you guys remember a little bit about what's going on already? Heist! Heist! We're gonna do a heist. Yes, you didn't do a That's heist. That's all I care about. <laughs> Glad you're excited. Um... You know, uh, the, the demon in disguise named Henry has told you that there are several things of value here. You know that Ingdok, the headmaster of this little school they've put together for training, uh, he has a map of the entire castle uh, somewhere in his office, 
and he has a uh, a key, a cheater's key, they call it, which uh, is an object for uh, something devils have that help them see through the illusions so that they can better navigate the castle if they're not especially bright. They're easily tricked. Um, and they also have uh, a person, which, uh, you know, that's probably important. You remember the person? Gerhardt? It's the 12-year-old. 12-year-old elf girl that was actually 40, right? <laughs> She's at, well, yeah, elves age differently. Uh, they live up to 750, and they reach maturity at 100, so 40 is still young. So you have been through the first little orientation spiel. You've been given a tour of the facilities, and now you are you're being given bunks for the night. Are we, are we rooming with, uh, was it Henry? That's his name, right? It's funny you should ask. Um, Ingdok's tour leads your this sizable student body of devils that are all in illusory disguises to look like mortals uh, into one of the one of the six rooms off the main hallway, the room labeled dorms. And inside, you see the dorm room is the size of a. Um, well, have you guys ever watched uh, football in the archives? Is that the one where they kick the ball around? It was, and then, like, and the years were a little scrambled on the records, but it looks like they were, like, they kicked it for a while, and then, like, a few years later, they were using their hands, and the ball was totally different. But it's called football. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay. I don't get sports in particular, but I, it was, like, the game evolved. I think that's kind of cool. Like, it's got, like, a history you can track, you know? Yeah, sure. And, um, so anyway, like, the fields they play on, like, those big fields, it's as big as one of those. Like, there's okay. there's no balls or anything. Um, oh. But along each wall is row after row of bunk beds, going all the way back to the far wall. Uh, your fellow devil orienteers have already begun moving through the room and selecting their bunk beds. And, uh, Henry, he, he pulls up alongside, uh, Torin, and he's like, uh, you want one of the beds in the middle, for sure. See, you have to hit all your classes on time, and that means being close to the main door, but the back has the mess hall and the bathrooms, and you want that to be a short walk, too. The whole setup's actually uh, pretty educational when you're talking about creating difficult choices for people. So, Torin walks to a prime set in the middle and p physically lifts and throws the others that were trying to take it. <laughs> Okay, give me an athletics check there, my man. Wouldn't that just be strength? Uh, uh, well, if you're proficient oh, wait, in athletics, I am a proficient in athletics. For what? once. What? It's like I knew. Oh, yeah. The same guy who said, oh, you don't need religion. Oh, you don't need persuasion. You're so bitter about me robbing you of all of your skills. You've been talking about this for the past, like, month and a half. You really can't let oh, it go. Oh, hey, make a wisdom roll. <laughs> make an intelligence roll. The things you're negative in. All right, well, what did you get on your athletics roll? Rolled a 15 plus the 4 for athletics, and I guess, does that get my plus in strength and the proficiency? Yeah, totally. So, okay, wait, crap, that's a lot more numbers now. <laughs> if you got a 15 naturally, you already beat my competing roll, so you're fine. And then the plus 3 and the plus 2, I beat you. Okay. Um, one second... Just gotta look for something real quick here. There's a thing going on. Not a big deal. I wouldn't worry about it. If I were you. He says as he goes through the sea of post-it notes. I have a lot of post-it notes. Alright, they're convenient. Anyway. It's not convenient um, in Kevin's room. 
will get something different when I want something different. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you you see uh, in front of you in the bunk you've selected, it's dead center in this room, is a a person, like a, a regular looking dude wearing some overalls. He's got a straw hat on, a piece of straw in his mouth, and you grab him. And you're actually, you notice as you grab through him, Torin, you're reaching right through the illusion, and you're grabbing something that feels light in your hands, and you whip him across this, this room. This person's illusion flickers, and uh, you see a devil that looks a lot like Plog, uh, one of the little imps, one of the little flying guys with the scorpion tail stingers. He's like, Hey, what was that? This is our territory now. Want to fight for it? <laughs> yeah. You know what, Torrin? Let's do it. Let's roll initiative. As Torrin flexes and just spits a gob of acid into a corner. <laughs> the corner begins to sizzle. Roll your initiative, Torrin. The rest of you do not have to roll. Um, but if you'd like to join in on this little scuffle, you may. As Torrin's getting ready to fight, Twilight is... Uh perched up we we already picked our own beds like across from the one torn try to take that were completely empty mm -hmm. and twilight is kind of perched up with vert just like yeah so uh this this chapter of seducing the seducers is really interesting um i kind of think that like there's some stuff to it i really want to try you know i just think it'd be really it'd be a really a really neat thing to think about one day how have you been who who are you directing this to? To Vert. Okay, well I just wanna I just wanna point out then. We'll go back to Torin then, since that's where the important stuff is. Initiative is right thirteen. <laughs> okay. I just wanna point out, you're kind of incognito right now, and you are surrounded by a hundred levels or a hundred devils, uh, whose power levels you are not aware of because they're all in disguise. Not gonna kill it's just bare knuckle fighting. What's wrong with chilling and talking about a book? I just <laughs> It just seems like there might be something slightly more uh, dramatic occurring currently, Twilight. Nah, I mean, Twilight's just chilling, dude. Twilight's ready for this heist, and, you know, Torin can do what he wants. Twilight's just hanging out. Torin, what had happened was your, your new friend got to go first. Your new imp friend sticks a hand out and fires off a magic missile at you for, yeah, I know, right? Classic. Uh, for six damage. Oh, man. I got 45 hit points. Magic missiles hit you for six damage, and it's your turn. A circle of other devils have begun to circle around you, and they are clapping. Fight, 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 fight. It's on! And it, it is quite on. <laughs> As it's going on, Twilight and Vert are still chatting. Uh, Vert, what are you talking about? <laughs> Vert's trying to split his attention between the fight, um, and making sure that we're not discovered. But uh, also looking... Sort of at the the book. What um, what kind of things have you found in there that you want to try? Well, I don't know. It just seems like a really neat way to uh, uh, to meet people and try some uh, uh, some new things in in friendship making. I think. Hmm. Friendship making. Antorn goes up to just lay a haymaker at the little imp. <laughs> thank you, Torin. Thank, thank you, Torin. What would I really, roll really for thank bare you. knuckle? Fighting. You're gonna roll a an, uh, an attack that you're not proficient in, so it'd be a d20 plus your strength, I believe. 18 plus three. Yeah, no, you're gonna hit for sure. And then you're gonna roll. Uh, I believe unarmed attacks are just your strength modifier. What would, what dice would I roll? You you don't have to roll for that. You just hit him for three. You clock him in the face, uh, and this imp goes. Ah! 
because that's what they say. He's going to try to close in on you and sting you with his tail. What's your AC, buddy? 18. Okay, so as he goes to sting you with his tail, you are going to dodge out of the way of it. Ha, hoo, ha! <laughs> you say as you dodge. Just a wild look in my eyes. It's like, that's how you want to play, huh? And I will spit acid at him. Yeah, do it, buddy. <laughs> so just just for context, you're trying to kill him? Nah, nah, I gotta stay incognito. Maybe some light maiming or burning. Okay, a light maiming then. Are you trying to do... D20. Are you trying to do... Are you trying to do non-lethal acid damage? Um... Maybe just melt off the tail. Like, aim for the base or something. Okay, you're aiming specifically for his tail. Okay. Okay, let's see. Acid this isn't another blaze situation. A 30-foot line, so... Okay. Uh, oh, it's a saving throw. Yes, and okay. that would be a... Dexterity, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it is yeah, constitution. Get, yeah, and you gotta hit a 12 spell save, DC. All right, you've you've hit him with an amount of acid, Torin. Uh, you've also sprayed out, um, because it says it travels on a 30-foot line here, um, you're going to spray uh, part of the crowd as well, it would seem. And remembering that I'm not supposed to be a real dragon, I just kind of cup my two hands out together and put them together to fake like I did a spell. Okay, uh, two solid work there. Uh, okay, so roll your roll your damage to see how much damage you've done to this imp. While he's figuring that out, Twilight's, Twilight's kind of like has, they're laying on their tummy, and they have their legs up in the air, swinging back and forth with the book in front of them, and they're like cupping one cheek, and they're like, hey, whatever happened to May? Do you think she's doing all right? What about like Chief Goblin or King, King Bossy? Yeah. Um, I think something may have just happened over there. Altogether, the damage was seven. <laughs> you have acided this imp. Believe it or not, believe it or not, it hurts him to be hit with acid. And he's saying, ah, fine, take the bunk. But uh, on top of all of that, I would like you to roll deception, please. You said you, you tried to disguise your acidy spit as a uh, as you, like, spellcast something, Can I right? intimidate? Uh, no, this is because of something you've already done. I just want to know how it resulted. All right, I don't have. I don't <laughs> the intimidate. You saw nothing. <laughs> That's usually my answer. Uh, just, just give me a quick quackety quack. Well, deception I don't have role. anything in deception, but I guess it would. I'm not saying it's. Charisma. I'm not saying you're going to do well. I'm saying I'd like to know what the role is, please. Twelve. Okay. Um, the the fight seems to have ended. The imps. Uh, he's he's run away. He's flown away, uh, with smoke coming off of his body. Uh, Ingdok walks through the crowd and is like, all right, uh, that's not his voice. <laughs> all right, what's going on here? Ah, I see a little a little rough and tumble. Huh? <laughs> Just a oh. uh, schoolyard dust up, sir. <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, he, he's looking around at the uh, the acid on the floor and looking uh, looks up at you. And uh, just he gives you a gives you a, a nod. Um, go ahead, give me an insight check there, Torin. Uh, oh, I actually do have plus one wisdom, so mm -hmm. thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, as far as you can tell, you've gotten away with it. Uh, he gives you a little nod. And he's like, "All right, everybody, back to your bunks. We have a fresh start in the morning." 
Uh, if you if you're the kind that feeds on material sustenance, we have a uh, we have a, a room in the back where Lemure will be shoveling slop onto plates for you to eat. Well, good night. And he leaves. You have successfully um, staked out your territory in the middle of the room. As Torn just like pumps the fist and looks at the party. <laughs> Twilight Twilight is is still just kind of like hanging out and like you know. I think it'd be really cool to, like, find a town with, with like, a horse or, like, a unicorn to ride. Or a pegasus. That'd be awesome. That sounds dangerous. I think you guys are a little low level for a pegasus. Twilight this entire time has been having, basically, a slumber party with Vert. Vert is not in PJs. He could be. If you brought PJs. It, it, he doesn't have them. <laughs> they were not part of the equipment package. Okay, I'll figure out how to make Vert some PJs then. Don't worry, they're all, they all believe it's an illusion. They can see your package. Normal-sized package, gnome-sized person. Okay. <sighs> don't, don't suggest that gnomes aren't normal. That's hurtful. Uh, I am short. You are short. So what are you guys doing for the, for the evening? Uh, uh, you have been offered free slop. Should we try the food? Wait. Yeah, for sure. Or you can go to bed and, uh, yeah, progress the plot, whatever you want to do. Uh, Twilight would like to link up with Henry uh, privately to talk a little bit more about this heist. Did, you're going to do what privately? Sorry. Uh, I want to link up with Henry and find a space that's not surrounded by as many people, like a favorite place on the compound or school or whatever we're calling this place, mm -hmm. and talk about the heist. What are you? What bunk did you pick, my man? Uh, Twilight is definitely a, a lower bunker, and what Twilight mm -hmm. did is they took their sheets and made a little bed for it. For sure. And, uh, how about the rest of you guys? Torrid, Vert? Top bunk? Bottom bunk? Uh, Vert would have to be a bottom bunk, I think. Mm. Torrin just shrugs and takes a top bunk. Are you, uh, who are you top bunking with, Torrin? Who are you, who are you, uh, gonna cuddle buddies with? Nobody, because everybody else chose bottom. So yeah, who's below you? Are you gonna are you over Vert or are you over Twilight? Hmm. I'll say for the comedy because the bed frame will probably buckle a bit, Vert. That's what I was going for, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and that means uh you feel uh Twilight in in their uh little bed fort, they feel someone creak uh on their top bunk. Twilight uh sticks their head out of the little bed fort and like looks over and see who's on top. It's Henry. Hi, Henry. Look at that. Hey, Twilight. We're bunk buddies. Figured I'd come chill with you. Oh, no, that's right. He doesn't know your name is Twilight. What's your name again? Uh, hey, Albin Sight. Hi. Hey, figured I'd just chill with you guys. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, I was actually wondering, you want to check out my fort here? It's pretty cool. And I, like, I duck down and, like, crawl back into my fort. I imagine during their entire conversation, Bert is just staring directly at the top bunk, sweating while the metal slowly creaks. <laughs> <laughs> gets the mattress above him gets closer and closer to his face. Ooh, I think I need to do a constitution save. <laughs> because now you can smell him. <laughs> Twilight, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Um, I told Henry to check out my fort and then I, I like ducked my head back down and like crawled back into my little bed fort. Yeah, Henry Henry jumps in next to you and gets gets real close. You can feel uh through his illusion of Henry, you can feel his uh, his body. Is it hot? 
I think you can feel that he's got some short little limbs and some wings. Nah, that's not Twilight's type. Uh, Twilight takes a second and goes, Yeah, so uh, I thought I would set up this as our secret base of operations to talk about Ooh. this heist. Yes, now we're talking. So, uh, first rule uh, is we're not going to say the H word anymore. And to keep uh keep all H words sort of uh sort of on the D L. You know what I'm saying, friend, buddy? And he like elbows you in the ribs a little bit, and you feel like the knobbly like the knobbly short stubby elbow of his, like his actual short stubby elbow, hit your ribs a little bit. And Twilight goes, ha, ah, uh, how do I laugh if I can't use H words? Oh, um, hmm, that really wasn't a concern I had. That's probably so, uh, it's probably fine. So what are we planning here? When are we gonna go steal this map? So here's what here's what I'm thinking. You've been here for a while, so do you have an oh and uh really quick guys, I was talking about music earlier. I'm gonna play mm -hmm. this heist music right now. Let me know what you think. Hold on, I'm gonna play it in three, it. two, bam. Yeah. Do you feel that vibe? Like it's pretty pretty good, right? I got that kind of quick beat. I was watching a lot of, like, those kinds of movies in the archives. Um, there was one about, like, Eleven Oceans that was pretty cool, so... I'm pretty that doesn't make any sense. No, 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 it's there's like... Only, there's only three oceans. Well, yeah, but this was, like, the person's name was Ocean, and there was, like, eleven of him. Or eleven friends, or whatever. Are they, like, are they, like, all, like, a family of, like... Like, they're eleven brothers and sisters? Nah, it was just, like, a bunch of homies, I guess. Like, a bunch of Is friends. there still the Pacific no. Ocean, the Atlantis Ocean, and Danny Ocean? Uh, there was a Danny Ocean. I like that so, one. Wait, yeah. is it like like eleven people who all happen to have the same name are all gonna like try to like do a crime? I guess so. Yeah. That could huh. be interesting. I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, this is what this is what we're jamming to. I hope you all like it. And uh, yeah. let's get back into talking about this heist with uh with Henry. I think I'm into it. All right, here I go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Here's my thought process. What we need is to have ourselves a solid team. So you've been here, like, for a long time. So you know everyone's scheduled. So you're like, you're like the brains, you know? I, I, I think you're underestimating what this is. This is orientation day. I, I think I've been here about the same amount of time as you, bud. But you know more about everything than we do. Oh, I, yeah, I've been, I've been working this gig a little bit, you know. Uh, I don't know, uh how long you guys have been up from... I'm guessing you guys were Lemures until a little while ago. Uh, congratulations. Welcome back to having consciousness and sentience again. Thank you. We actually had to read a lot to, like, get our intelligence back, but it was a lot of, like, the same book series. I actually brought one copy with me, and Twilight pulls out Seducing the Seducers, and then, like, goes, See? And then puts it back. Ooh. Seducing the Seducers. Yes. Yeah, it's a classic. But here's my thought process. Right. You know the the devil who wrote that's very famous. We don't uh, we don't see her around much anymore. Yeah, I really hope I can get her to sign my book one day. Oh, just maybe. I mean, you never know who you can run into around here. So here's my thought. We got the muscle. We got the muscle with Tyrannosaurus. Sure, um, sure. We we got the face with me, Albin Sight. We got yes. you, Henry. You actually might be real good as like distraction, cause you're like, you're like you're just a guy, 
you know? Yeah, I, I am. I'm just a guy. Like, you, you know, might, I do consider myself to be a distraction. You might, you might be good as lookout also, because like, you know, no one will look your way twice. Sounds good. Sounds good. And, uh, and, uh, the short one? Uh, he has a very particular set of, uh, murderous skills. Ah, yes. So, two muscles, then. He will be our well, Sandy Bullsock. There seems to be no brain in your group, then. Well, that's fine. I'll be the lookout and the brain for you. You don't have to worry at all. That sounds good. That sounds good. So, here's my thought. I think mm -hmm. if we were to get the map first... The craziness and the distraction First, from it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just getting the map, right? You don't want to get the key, too? How crazy would that be? Ooh, getting that key. <laughs> getting a lot of trouble for that key. I just wanted to pull a fun prank. I don't know about this this key you guys uh, you guys are after. Do you mean the cheater's key that Ingdok has? Here's my thought process. You ready for this? Are you I'm ready for this? I'm so ready. Oh, yes. Hit me. I think if we got that key, we could then bring the map to the big guy and be like, Hey, we're just a bunch of former Lemure. Look at what Indoc did. He couldn't even hold on to his key or his map, and we brought it both to you. And then, bam, instant promotion. Oh, yes, a double failure. That is very exciting. I like the way you think, Albansite. Thank you. Okay, double failure it is. We shall make him look entirely incompetent, steal his map, steal his key, and we'll bring it right to the Devil Knight. Yes. I think that's exactly what we gotta do. Perfect. All right. So- And, and Twilight puts their hand up to, like, do a high five. Oh, what- what is- what is this? Oh, you just- you- you, you slap my hand with your hand. Why would I do that? It's like a- it's like a- it's like what heist people do. Huh. Okay, um, he, he taps on your hand, and you can feel his little, his little hand, like, it bear it doesn't even leave the, the area of your palm, but he, like, pap, little soft little pap there, and he taps you. And Twilight says, um, hey, 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 pun intended, hell yeah. Losers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. He looks at you and says, you're just adorable. Thank you. Well, good night. Uh, so, I, I guess we're not stealing the map tonight, then. Uh, no, I think we should do it while everyone's in training tomorrow. Oh, good plan. Play hooky. Yeah, okay. you know, we gotta... We already set ourselves apart as, like, the toughest ones in the schoolyard. Next, we well, just gotta... Tyrannosaurus did. I oh. mean, I, I don't know, necessarily. You were just sitting there reading, which is a... Oh, oh yeah, a nerd but, move. like... I was reading because I trusted that he could handle it. I'm so unthreatened by all the people here that I could just read a book. Mm, yes, they do seem to have given you a wide berth. Oh. And you notice that the uh, you notice the bunk beds immediately adjacent to you are actually empty. There's one more thing, and this is my job for you, and it's so important, and you have to do it tonight. Oh, and he's like Henry's like rubbing his hands together. So, oh, buddy, let me know. Okay, there's a devil. I saw him in orientation. I think he's staying over by the mess hall with a fake eye. To make this plan work, I need that fake eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 
Okay, give go ahead and give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> um, twenty-two. Henry says you got it, buddy. Awesome. One fake eye coming up. I don't know what you need it for, but you're crazy like a fox, and I'm game. Awesome. All right. Get it to us tomorrow when we meet up and play hooky. Got it. All right. Uh, it looks like tomorrow our schedules say there are going to be three classes. We got how to scout mortals, the corruption workshop, and then the training grounds in the dungeon. Uh, which one should we skip? And who's teaching which class? Is Indoc teaching any of those? Uh, Henry takes unfolds a piece of paper out of his pocket and is like, you know, it says Indoc's teaching all of them, but oh. we're also dividing up into groups, so I guess he's just teaching all of them? Okay, okay. Um, well, you know, like, I already know how to scout mortals. It's real easy, you know? You just go down there and you say, hey, you, stop strocking up, and then, you know, they do the thing. Uh, corruption could be fun. Um, hmm. Oh, now I kind of want to go to these classes. I, I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I mean, do we want to, do we want to change up here? Do we want to, do you want to get the, the classes and then go at night while everyone's asleep? Or do you want to, do you want to skip one? Maybe you already know. You want to see what they're like? What's the plan, man? What's the plan? I'm in. I'm here for you. So I actually want to bring this to the party, um, but I'm going to speak out of my character. Uh, Kev, Manny, what do you guys want to do? As God, I will allow this slight bit of metagaming in the assumption that the characters with their uh, adjacent empty beds can speak privately. Okay, thank you. But on, only on the occasion that you're all stuffed inside Twilight's fort. Oh, let's just bring everybody up in the fort together. <laughs> well, Vert, Duck, yeah, Vert, Vert can squeeze in there. Torn can fit his head. The bed creaks as Torn enters. Can we just have Torn just curled up with his knees against his chest, just trying his darndest to, like, take up as little room as possible? Woo woo, heist 2519. <laughs> okay, guys, we got these three classes. Which one do you want to go to? Which one do you want to skip? We should go to the first one to show that we're actually here. And then skip the second one, because we need to go to the dungeon at some point. And that won't be possible if everybody else is at the dungeon already. For the third class. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, here's... Okay, so here's my thought. What if we skip the first one and we could act like, you know, we're recovering from that tussle you had tonight and then we attend the second one and then... Oh, no, that won't work either. Okay, we'll go with your plan. Well, we could go with the first one, with your plan, if I hit you a couple times to make it look like you actually were in the fight. Uh, I'm alright. I, I think I can probably, honestly, we, we know me, right? We know what I'm about. I'll probably get hurt at some point. It's no, no, it wor it'll work out. I can hit you with Vert, so he'll get bruised as well. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt your planning period here, because this is all good stuff, but statistically... Twilight hurts themselves far better than anyone else. Yeah, I don't need usually to... by usually through the act of greeting someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you don't have to worry about Twilight appearing injured for any amount of time. Twilight just shows up to the plan with bullet wounds and bullets don't even exist. Here's my thought. <laughs> Here's my thought process, guys. If we skip the first one and use that one to take the map, we can then um raise an alarm during the second class and that's when Ingdok will go check things out right during that second class the corruption workshop is when we can get the girl out of the dungeon 
and then during the third class, while everyone hey, 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 um, hey, Twilight, real quick, is Henry still here? Yeah. Is he not? Isn't he part of this plan with us? Yeah. Uh, just not yeah. the girl. No, he knew we were gonna kidnap. He knew we were gonna get the girl out too. We were just gonna like mess mess with him, didn't we? So you guys are still really set on uh, getting this girl, huh? You're, you're just really gonna mess this guy up, huh? All right, I'm gonna be really honest with you, Henry. Sure. I think she's cute. I know. Oh. I know it's immortal. I know. I know it's gross. Oh. I can't help Dude. it. I know. Dude. All right. Look. I know that, like, that looks just like a child, right? But, and I know you're new, so I'm gonna fill you in. A lot of these mortals can be incorruptible. And every now and then they accidentally get sucked in here, right? Uh-huh. The reason that we can even have stock in the dungeons is that it's a useful way to deal with having incorruptibles... Like, no matter what they throw at this girl, it seems like she's just able to shrug it off, and no one was able to corrupt her. Henry. So. Henry, yeah. buddy. That's me, man. It's I'm me. Alvin Sight. You honestly right. think I can't plan a heist and also can't corrupt that little thing in there? Come on. Look, man, all I know is that, like, that's the only thing I'm aware of that scares me. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll put a pin in that. Let's just get the map and get the key. Does that sound good? Thank you. Thank you. Let's be reasonable about our thievery. That's all I ask. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Cool. Guys, what do you think? Now you should go to bed, because it'll be suspicious if all of us are under here. That depends on how much debauchery we can really set off. Actually, I don't know uh, where all of you stand on debauchery. Well, there's that book. You guys want to, uh... Hug? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna be real honest, Henry. I think that should be left to after we win this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's not let's not get too carried away. Go ahead and roll your insight, uh, Alvin. Sight. Uh, eighteen. You get a sense that he's not actually disappointed. Aw, Twilight's tail droops a little bit. <laughs> We're a little offended. <laughs> I'm sure a lot droops. Um, you don't know what Twilight has down there. You don't know what Twilight's working with. <laughs> it could be multiple somethings. <laughs> All of your tentacles dissolve. <laughs> so that's what happened there, and Henry's like, alright, well, uh, I'm just gonna go. You guys poke me when you need your lookout, okay? Like, I'm ready to go, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. Put me in. I'm ready. Bert goes back to his bunk. You see Henry climb on out of the bed, and he... he you know that he has wings under that illusion? But it's still kind of weird to see a guy just fly up onto the top bunk. Uh, so, yeah, you guys all take a nice long rest, restore all of your resources. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people of significant standing to dissolve the failing systems and the causes which compel them. Mankind requires those of standing to be offered control of these symptoms. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their creator with certain 
unalienable rights. And then there is a black line over text where those rights should be, with the word redacted stamped across it. Oh, dear listeners, can you feel the power of history? I am so privileged to have this data on my screen. It would seem that generations ago, the people of Duraki were promised a government with overwhelming might and power. I mean, what? Well, listen to this. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. That government long established should not be changed for light or transient causes, and rights should be granted according to circumstance. In the name of preservation of those rights, a government of protection and strength shall not be impeded. My, 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 it would seem that the people were promised a powerful government that could not and would not be overthrown. And from that seat of power, their rights were decided purely on the bias of legal basis. What a nightmare compared to today. Ugh. Thanks to True Reality's universal user contract, our rights are gently rained upon us in low and healthy doses. Like a just and generous rat storm. <laughs> Pardon the pun. But I am simply glowing with the gratitude because we are allowed the freedoms that we have been given. This is all I have at the moment, but I promise that as soon as our dear overseers make more of our history publicly available, I will happily share it all here, all with you. Uh, and you, you wake up bright and early when the uh, enchanted lights overhead suddenly flash on. Twilight's still asleep because they're in their little fort, so the, they don't notice the lights. All right, Tornavert, you wake up. Uh, all the devils around you are uh, waking up. Some of them have to snap back into their illusion forms. Uh, some of them lost them in, in sleep. Not all of them. Some are heading towards the back, towards the bathrooms and the mess hall. And some are already uh, getting ready to start the day, heading towards the other door. What do you guys do? Vert is probably going to get some food in the morning. And Torin follows behind Vert to watch them eat to see if it's safe. That would be my survival points kicking in. And Twilight is asleep in their bunk. Alright. Well, excellent sound effects. In the meantime, uh, so yeah, Torin and Vert, you enter the mess hall and you see there is a whole bunch of devils uh, sort of bebopping around in there. Uh, there's a bunch of long white tables. Are they bebopping and rock steady? They are both of those, yes. And there's also food in there, and you see in the very back there is a line forming of about 20 devils already. Uh, looks like you can grab a tray and just sort of shimmy it down this little lunch line here where there is a there is a lemure 
uh, wearing a hairnet, even though they have no hair, or at least no visible hair. And it is lazily ladling some kind of gray material onto the trays. Getting in line to get some gray stuff. Uh, gonna examine it. Torn will use survival skills to examine it over Vert's shoulder. Go ahead and uh, give me a survival roll, Torin. Tyrannosaurus. Huh. 19 plus 3 of my survival skills, plus the 1 from wisdom. I study this slop down to the molecular level. I, w- I hope that plays out. Like, I hope there's a moment where, like, you're both sitting down across from each other, and you're, like, very closely lifting a spoon up and, like, letting it dribble down. As math-like equations flow by. You sniff it as you very, like, you very tenderly, like, fork tongue, like, get a little, get a little dip Somehow wearing a lab coat and holding a beaker and swirling it around. Yeah. No, the, uh, it, it's definitely edible, even though you're not sure what exactly it is. Uh, you think maybe some kind of, maybe some kind of fermented bean of some kind. Uh, it is tasteless in the sense that you cannot identify individual flavors. However, it is incredibly spicy. Well, I mean, do you, do you eat uh, do you eat a full spoonful of it? Vert does. Once getting the all clear, if he gets the all clear from. I'm pretty sure the torn. next words are going to be roll constitution. Is exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well. I think torn will be safe, seeing as how my tongue is constantly covered in acid. That's a nineteen. Strucking. Yeah. Either we're lucky, or you're just <laughs> strucking unlucky today. This is the most strucking. Are you? All right. <laughs> You need to start okay. buffing your enemies slash food. I need to buff the food. <laughs> uh, Torin, are you are you eating it just so we can knock this out, get out of the way? Well, Vert put a mouthful and isn't dead yet, so put a mouthful. Constitution. The murder gnome cannot be murdered. You're gonna hate me. I probably already do. Not twenty. <laughs> Ooh. <sighs> Somehow it just turns into strawberry cheesecake before I eat it. Maddie just just full-blown Japanese animation food cartoon. No one in my well-crafted disguise scenario needs to hide the fact that they're vomiting. And Torin is genuinely enjoying himself. My tongue is constantly covered in acid. I don't taste spice anymore. I'm surprised I taste. It's, It's somehow better than the stuff you would eat at the Monastery of Hercules. Well, that was mostly lamb and probably grapes. Torn levels up. (laughs) As you uh, as you're eating, Torn, give me a perception roll real quick. Let's let's make some trouble. Oh, oh, I'm gonna actually use the skill I one have. Oh yes, indeed, sir. (laughs) Eight plus three, so. Did you finally win one? I get to win one! Torin, as you're eating, um, very quickly you feel a tiny hand on the back of your head push your face down into your tray of delicious food and splat it onto the table. You take zero You take zero physical damage, but an abundance of emotional damage. Well, let's see who this next corpse is going to be. Based on the dis- You turn around and based on the disguise you see in front of you, it's the, uh, the same imp from the night before that you had a little territory scuffle over. Well, while I was slightly enjoying this food, as I slowly take my halberd off my back, I'm curious. 
How do you like the taste of silver? Whoa. Roll intimidate. Solid actual intimidate. 17 plus 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Plus my charisma of 2. So, yeah, I think I pass. Oh, you pass for sure. You, this guy got an 8 total. Um, S- silver? You brought silver here? You have silver? And you see some people are starting to look your way from across the, the cafeteria. Are you insane? Are you trying to kill us all? Well, you never know who could be an enemy tomorrow or a friend today. Would you like to be my friend and apologize? Is that really silver? <laughs> Why don't you open your mouth and find out? You're crazy, man. Ah, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll, push, I'll leave you alone. And he, he flies away, but you have gained an awful lot of attention, Torin. Twilight, at this moment, walks into the cafeteria, yawning, and, uh... Torin takes one look around and just pats it against his hand and is just laughing, like, Wait, you think I'm that crazy to bring actual silver? Just touching it against my hand? No burning? (laughs) The, uh... Oh my god. Oh, that's so good! Give me a, uh... I'm gonna give you a choice here. I'm gonna give you a choice. That's either performance for acting or deception for lying. Can he get advantage for that? Because that is so good. That's so good. It's so good. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's just so smart. Give me, give me uh, you have an advantage roll on this. Your choice of uh, percep- or deception or performance. Eh, I'll try performance. They're both charisma, so it doesn't matter, and I don't have points in either. Well, it's okay. Let's take the take the advantage. I don't give a crap. Seventeen, so, and do I get 17? an advantage? You said. Advantage means you roll twice. Oh. And you take and the take, higher number. And take the highest. Yeah. Take two and get real high. I think I'll stick with a 15 because that was a nine. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. So, yeah, the uh, you actually, some people, uh, devils, start to laugh. Others of them start to clap. Um, just start run, touching the halberd against my face and just pointing in the direction of the guy laughing. <laughs> they, uh... The imp runs out of the room, uh, blows past Twilight out the door. Like, move, man! And, like, shoves you out of the way. You feel, like, the little nubbly hands on you that you can't see. That just You just feel them through the illusion. Just get out of the way! Twilight trips him with their tail. Uh, you pass harmlessly through their ankles. Okay. It just, it just wavers like, a, like an image on a pond. Oh, fair enough. But a good attempt. A good attempt. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just that goes away and everyone's laughing and uh you get a few you get a little bit of applause torn Torn just arms out wide turning around doing the are you not entertained pose (laughs) torn torn inadvertently became the most popular in the room full of the things he hates most yeah good job torn you're the cool kid (laughs) uh i'm gonna say that about wraps that up i like they can get some food and it's a little spicy but you know torn torn warns you so it's a matter of choice if you eat it or not uh, Twilight looks at the food, sniffs it a little bit, and goes, Eh, I'm not really hungry. Uh, and Twilight, uh, makes their way over to Torn and Vert and takes a seat. And takes out their copy of Seducing the Seducers again. Which, um, within the pages of the book, Twilight had been discreetly writing out the heist plan. But now... <laughs> 
But you've been writing at the heist plan, which is just, isn't the plan right now just, like, go in the room now? No, no, Twilight has been writing out, like, notes of, like, everyone's comings and goings and where they've been hanging out and stuff like that. And Twilight okay. is keeping track of just how many people are in orientation. But because Twilight had been reading the book the whole time, it just looks like they're a bookworm. Fair enough. Okay, well, in that case, I will tell you, there seem to be, including you guys... Uh, there seem to be 99 devils in here. Okay. Uh, well, so I guess 96 devils. Okay. Um, they, uh, all the ones you've encountered so far, uh, you know, they have little limbs and can probably fly. So you can probably guess what species of devil they are. And they, uh, they seem to understand this little high school level scuffling that Torrin's got going on. Uh, right now they're all together, and it looks like they're about to break into groups to begin the uh, the day's lessons. Did Henry join us at the table? He, he hasn't yet. Okay. Twilight uh, gestures for Torn and Vert, since everyone's giving us such a wide berth, and, like, discreetly starts talking to them. Okay. Or, wait, if Kevin's cool with it, can at this point, when <laughs> Twilight looks up from the book, and Torin has just a bunch of sheets tied together and tied to Vert, slowly lowering and lifting over the lunch tray like it's a diamond. It's like, like he's the tiny Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, careful, careful, Vert. Uh, who's who's adding the uh, the sheet harness to their inventory? I will give you twenty feet of impromptu rope. Okay. Uh, so yeah, with that... Just kind of you, a look uh, on the face, like looking towards Twilight, like, huh? Huh? In your orientation <laughs> binders, you were all given schedules, and your first class is how to scout mortals. Okay, so Twilight starts talking with everyone and goes, Alright, listen up. We have 96 devils total, which means that if we don't show, I think it's okay. Like, that's enough people for us to hide. Here's the issue, though. Torin, you're gonna have to go to class. Huh? You have made... You have caused way too much of a scene. You've literally done the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do in a heist scenario. You talk like I'm supposed to be a rogue. Go to class. Fine. You can lift and lower Vert with your noodle arms. Oh, and Twilight says, wait, 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 this is important. And Twilight hands Torin uh, some parchment and a quill and goes, take really good notes. I really, like, I'm worried that I won't do well on the exam since I'm skipping. I mean, I can speak common, draconic, and orcish, but I only learned how to write in Griok. Yeah, that's fine. Make it work. Alrighty. This is going to be very specific. Alpha, Theta, Omega, Gamma, walking off. He'll translate for you later, I'm sure. Uh, so it sounds like we're splitting up the party then. Um, so Torin, actually all three of you are going to make your way to the door and make your way out into the hall. And you see that the wide collection of devils out here are moving into uh, all three rooms, actually. You see uh, a group moving into How to Scout Mortals. You see a group moving into the Corruption Workshop. And you see a group moving into the dungeon. Torin just looks around and then looks at Twilight. Torin, on your schedule that you guys got, you're all together, and you have How to Scout Mortals as your first class. But then Torin looks at Twilight's like, they're going to all three rooms at the same time. Okay, well, um, 
Let's hope they don't take attendance. What's your first class on your schedule? Scouting mortals. Yeah, go to- Oh god, I didn't realize reading would be so painful for Torin. It's not Greek. Or draconic. As you're as you're talking this out, the hallway's starting to empty out. You see Henry in front of the How to Scout Mortals door, and he's kind of waving you guys in. And he's like, he's like, I'm over here. I'm over here, guys. Okay. Um, Twilight makes their way to Henry and goes, Listen, can you and Torin fake a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I can fake a fight. All right. Are we faking a fight right now? Are we faking a fight? Uh, Torin, Torin, and he like gives you like a like a like a tap on the chest, like we faking a fight right now, dude. Torn half strength shoves Henry. He's like, yes, and he uh, he goes to shove you back, and uh, he doesn't have the strength to. It's like, oh, I don't think it'll be believable. Torn says, looking at Twilight. <laughs> Twilight rolls their eyes and says, fine. And Twilight uh, promptly picks up Vert and throws Vert straight at Henry with all their might. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am going to let this auto succeed if that's what Vert wants. Vert does not fight this. There is no resistance. <laughs> Vert, is, Vert is thrown a very small distance into Henry's illusion. Vert's expression is deadpan, I would like to add. Just, uh-huh. Well, I just want now, Vert to, like, grab onto him inside the illusion and just be inside holding onto the real, Henry. <laughs> so you are, you two are together, um brawling your your contact with henry has knocked him out of his illusionary state mm-hmm. uh so now there is a gnome and an imp uh tussling and uh i guess it's up to vert how realistic this is gonna look um and twilight and twilight goes fight 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 yeah rip his head off yeah, Battle, for some, murder, for some reason, when Twilight gets really into this, Twilight gets a little bit cockney, and so Twilight's like, yeah, that's right, rip his head off, rip his blooming head off! I mean, historically speaking, that seems appropriate. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess, Vert, what I want to ask you is, how realistic do you want this to be? Are you going to try to do actual damage to make it look good, or are you going to try to fake I'm going to try and fake a fight. All right, let's do performance. Yeah. Let's do performance, and let's let's give you some help from Henry. Henry is a is a full on imp, by the way. Um, if you haven't already guessed, he is a full on imp. He's like this this sort of pale. Uh, he's he's almost white, mm-hmm. uh, but like a whitish gray, beige. I think beige is the right term. He's got kind of a longer uh longer scorpion's tail than some of the other imps you've seen. Hmm. All right. That's that's all the that's all the exciting stuff about Henry. Well, the exciting stuff on my side is I ha- I got a twenty, and he got uh he got an eighteen to help Ooh. you. Oh, so as you guys are you guys are tussling right there in the hallway, and you're like getting him in an arm lock, and he's like ah, and he he turns you over, and he like takes your little toe and starts bending it, and you and Vert says and, oh like, yeah, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Torn and Twilight are just somehow at a table commentating. Ooh, he's got him in the toehold. Oh, and if you look over here, he's really gonna get into it. But Vert is ready for the counter. The crowd has formed around you now, and it is going, uh, as they say, uh, bananas. B a n a n a s. A p p l e s. Yes, there is a huge uproar, and uh, Ingdok sort of just appears in the hallway 
you didn't see him walk through anyone in the sense of no one moved, but he definitely went through people to get there. Um, if you know what I'm saying. Twilight takes this moment as Ingdok is showing up to confront and the crowd is getting bigger to slip away and make their way towards Ingdok's office. Okay, give me a stealth roll. You've set up a proper smoke screen of yelling and shouting. Do I get an advantage then, or it's up to you? I was, I was going to say, like, this counts as a, an opportunity to hide because no one's paying attention to you. Okay. Uh, but you know what? This little fight was a good idea. How about you, uh, you do it with advantage? Oh, thank God you gave Let's... me advantage because that first world was a one. <laughs> like, as opposed to, like, I could give you inspiration, but the idea of giving you inspiration for just this role means you get advantage. Yeah. And also, I still have my inspiration that I haven't used. So I wanted to save oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, this is with advantage. You're in the clear. Okay, I got 21. Yeah. Which is can, great you that you gave me advantage because right the first roll was a one. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help, I suppose, in my elaborate puzzle. So yeah, uh, you can slip by. Uh, you're No one's paying attention to you, Twilight. You're free to go as you, as you please. The doors in front of you uh, remaining are janitor's closet, dungeon, slash training grounds, and a forbidden sign, which you know leads to the overseer's office, because Henry told you. Twilight goes in there. Yeah, door is uh, completely unlocked, uh, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you walk in. Uh, the door is open. Um, and inside, you see... Uh, you see, this office looks uh, relatively m- uh, recently moved into. There are still moving boxes scattered on the floor. Uh, one box has been hastily opened, with most of its contents spilled onto the floor, but there is a long cardboard tube sticking out of that box that is empty. The desk is scantily decorated with so many sticky notes, you guys, because they're great. Uh, and a mug full of pens, and that's really it like there there isn't any furniture any house plants or anything like that it's it's it looks like Ingdok is just moving into his office uh there are however four uh four framed pictures on the wall that you notice and like i said there are sticky notes on the desk and empty moving box what do you do so i want to do two things uh, first, Let's go one at a time, my First, man. I want to detect magic and make sure there aren't any traps in the room that could cause me harm or alert. Sure. To my presence. Absolutely. You throw out that detect magic roll. Uh, you get uh, you get five pings of the Illusion School of Magic. Okay. Uh, it, it looks like all four of these um, uh, all four of these images that are framed on the wall have the illusion school of magic on them and there's another illusion school on the uh, on the back of the door actually as you close the door to the office you see there's another framed uh framed image that looks exactly like uh perhaps the blueprints to a very large castle Ooh. okay uh twilight would like to use uh arcana to see if i can get any more direct information about like if you can do what now? I want to cat. I want to use my Arcana check to just make sure that like this illusion spell on this map blueprint thing is like not something that can basically screw things up if I try to take it. Uh, I'm gonna tell you just um, 
based on your knowledge of, of magic already, you know that it's not like some kind of alarm spell because that would be outside of the illusion school. I know that... You know, this is, this is just something is trying to look like something else. Oh, okay. There, do- there doesn't seem to be any other magic on it, you, or you would have detected that as well. Okay. Uh, Twilight reaches up and tries to take the blueprint out of the frame? Yeah, it's totally fine. You take it right out of the frame. And it's working. Uh, the f- it, it doesn't disappear in my hands or anything like that? The frame is still very much uh, mundane. The, it is the piece of paper you're holding has the spell on it. Oh, okay. So, th- so the paper I'm holding is the illusion magic? Is that what you're saying? The paper you're holding has an illusion spell on it. Okay, I got you. So for as long as the spell is ongoing, this paper will look like the blueprint to the castle. Okay. That's what it looks like. So uh, can I still hear if the fight's going on? It is. Perfect. I'm going to give you a little more time in this room. Uh, Twilight opens to the back blank page of Seducing the Seducers and copy sketches the blueprint of the castle. Oh, that's you're not going to have enough time to do that, my dude. That's going to take like at least an hour. Twilight, can I leave with it or will it disappear? You don't know. <sighs> okay, uh, Twilight would like to investigate around the rest of the room to see if there's anything of interest worth taking. You start searching very quickly around the room before you run out of time. Uh, you see that one of the extremely useful inventions known as sticky notes has a note on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a to-do list. Uh, and it says, one, unpack. Two, read employee files. Three, disguise map. And disguise map is written with five exclamation points and three underlines in all capitals. Twilight, um, are, are these checked off already? Like, does it show that he's already done these tasks? Uh, what it shows is that none of them are checked off, giving you the implication that he didn't have time to do everything on his list, only the most important thing. Which is disguise map. By the look of it. Twilight would like to investigate these other frames to figure out which one is the real map. So Twilight's essentially sure. gonna take the other art with them. You're gonna, you're gonna take all the, everything? I don't have time to, like, investigate each one, and each one has illusory magic on it. Okay, uh, so let me hit you with this. There are four posters that hang around Ingdok's sparse office. Okay. Uh, in a in a clockwise, um, going from left to right, the largest one uh, hangs to the wall on his left, and has a thick black border with the word "conviction" written across the bottom in white. Mm-hmm. And then below that, there's more text that says, "They'll believe anything if you say it like you're right. <laughs> They'll believe anything if you say it like you're right." And framed within that black border is an image of a creature with light purple skin and bat wings coming out of its shoulders. Uh, And a lot of, like, purple spines, like long spikes. Uh, That creature is playing a flute. And behind it, four humans are holding hands and merrily skipping off of a cliff. Uh, The next poster uh, is uh, of another image of that same spiny creature. But now it's hanging off of the edge of that cliff. And despite its wings that would clearly enable it to fly, it's chosen to hang on to a, a low branch. Uh, this creature has, is also readying a two-pronged spear in its other hand. And on top of the cliff, that group of four merrily skipping humans is still merrily skipping towards the edge of the cliff, but what is clearly a trap. The text says, hang in there. Uh, the third poster looks very similar to the second, 
Only, uh, now the trap has been sprung. The spiny creature's spear is sticking into something that has been covered with a smiley face sticky note. Uh, its text reads, Opportunity, written as a rainbow over the censored but assuredly gruesome scene. And the smaller text continues around to form a complete circle, and it reads, Surround yourself with the right people. And the, uh, the final poster that is positioned directly behind Ingdok's desk is of four angels floating into the clouds on silvery wings. And it says, all clouds have a silver lining. Yeah, Twilight takes the fourth poster. Okay. And also, you said there's a sticky note on the third one that says opportunity? Yes. What's the sticky note say? Does it say that opportunity text? It's a smiley face covering uh, what you're pretty sure is someone being impaled on that two-pronged spear. Uh, Twilight lifts it up just to be sure. Uh, you were wrong. It's all four of them impaled on the two prongs. Oh, here. fun. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's gruesome and like like the faces are all screaming and contorted in pain, and there's blood like dripping down that cliff and into the water below. Okay, so Twilight puts that back where they saw it, and everyone's like screaming and they're clearly in pain and they're like crying out. Yeah, it's like oh, like oh no, we had so much faith in this 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 thing that was playing this flute, telling us exactly what we wanted to hear. And then it's like, oh no, it was a, it was a devious trap the entire time. How how crazy. So there's conviction, hang in there, opportunity, and a weird one with angels in it in Ingdok's. And all clouds have a silver lining. All clouds have a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do I have? Okay. Uh, Twilight would like to cast message. You okay? Um, which is a cantrip, and I want to send a message to uh, Debilica. All right, for sure. Okay, and Twilight says, Debelica, Ingdok is hiding the map among one of these posters. I think it's the angel one, but I'm not sure. Do you happen to know? Hmm, let me see, dear. First off, very good play on the fight. I like it. Thank you. You haven't, um, you haven't mentioned that I'm here to anyone, correct? Uh, no, not at all. Good, that would be difficult. Okay, before anyone comes, all I know about Ingdok is he is extremely vain. That's what I've heard around the water cooler. Uh, I hope that helps. Gotta go. And then she vanishes. He's extremely vain? Yes. Ugh. And I can't ask you guys for help, because that'd be cheating. Okay. It would be metagame. Conviction in white, hang in there, or opportunity. Do these look like Ingdok at all? The purple devil things? You don't know. All you've ever seen is his human form. Right. But it seems like all of these posters... Um, it seems like the, that purple creature is featured on, on three of those posters. Oh, God, I still feel like it's got to be this angel one. I know he's extremely vain, but like, it's the only one that stands out. But what if that's a red herring? Uh, oh, God. Um, the fight is starting to, uh, reach its, its zenith. Okay, Twilight takes the conviction poster and runs out. And which one? The con- the first poster, the one that says they'll believe anything if you say it like you're right. And then what do you do? Time is uh, running out. Uh, Twilight, uh, folds up both the, the angel one and the conviction one, and hides mm-hmm. it in their kimono, um... And then makes their way back to the fight and starts like participating with Torn and commentary again. Yeah, give me a stealth roll. See if you can rejoin as everything calms down. Okay. 
Uh, 15? Like, there are some people who notice, like, you kind of have to shoulder past them. Yeah. But you're able to rejoin this mysteriously appearing table that appears for comedic effect. Fight is, uh, fight's resolving. Vert and, uh, Henry have gotten kind of, you guys got a little fatigued now, and you're running out of believable wrestling moves to pull on each other. Uh, so you just kind of, you just kind of peter off and separate, but Vert, I want you to tell me how exactly you do that. How I'd, like, finish this? How do you finish it? Has he been, um... Pinning me down more often than not. Uh, up to you. You've been sort of, you've been sort of play fighting this whole time. Have you been looking like the loser or the winner? Uh, Vert, Vert uh, would be running the loser on um, most of the fight, and then at the the last straw, I guess, um, does a mage hand to grab his ear and just kind of, um, you know, school childs him away off to the side. He, he decides to go with it, go with your mage hand, uh, even though it doesn't actually have the force to pull him. He decides, to be like, ow, 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 yeah. ow, ow, uh, and he goes with it. And Ingdok uh, screams out, enough, and he actually shoots out a massive thunder wave. And everyone, all the devils in the room, take eight damage. Everybody roll their constitution hmm. save. That's uh, a 14 for Vert. That's a 13 for Twilight. Nine plus one, so ten for Torin. Uh, Torin does not pass. Sorry, you gotta beat twelve. So I guess, do I take damage? Uh, yeah, you're gonna take eight damage. If you got higher than twelve, you take four damage. Okay. But everybody else gets pushed, everyone in this hallway gets pushed against the walls, and there's a few devils there who, maybe half of them actually lose the concentration on their illusion and just look like imps again. That sort of ends it, really. Everyone else is, is quiet and cowed. The hallway has has lost all of its previous vigor. And you hear Ingdak go, Get to class! Now I'm docking all of your pay and PTO. And Twilight goes, No! Looks like you all are having quite some fun. Oh, hey Yang. How's it going? Quite well, young Kevin. Quite well. I thought I would stop by during my daily stroll around the base. Young J-Mark. Young Mitch, how does the day find you? Really good. We had a lot of fun today. I think the Phoenix are going to get really into it. I mean, we had wrestling and fighting and heisting. It was awesome. And you, young Mitch? Amelia told me that you had some questions for me. I just want to know why we're here, Yang. Yeah. And tell him that I want to know when I'll get some action, too. <laughs> so glad you asked. I was hoping you might accompany me today. Not interesting. I do believe you made a promise, did you not? And it would shed some light on how you might help the cause. Guess you have a point? Go for it. And let me know when I can get out there with my dogs. I'm ready to tear some of these strockers apart. Do you want me to come too? Not yet. Nor do you have to come by, young Kevin. In fact, I would suggest that you find Amelia. Perhaps now would be an excellent time to discuss your connection, if you don't mind. No, not at all. I'll head right on over. All right, I'm coming too. Oh, and Kevin. Yes? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm great. I think I could run a marathon if I uh, were physically fit enough to. Excellent. Now then, young Mitch, come take a walk with me. We have much to discuss. 
that is why we are so very grateful for everything that Potterblatt has done for us. Without their kind monitoring and generous freedom distribution, true reality would not thrive as it does. Why, the digital economy would completely collapse. Imagine the damage to our avatars should our virtual healthcare system ever lose its funding. But most importantly, without true reality, we wouldn't be able to appreciate each other. Or the world. Speaking of appreciation, now that I am done with today's broadcast, I will be on my hunt to find Capitan Lerong once more. Elijah Pumpkin, uh, we're, we're, we're done for today. Would, would you be a dear? And, uh, yes. Yes, precisely. Oh, look at you. You really are on the ball today, aren't you? Yes. Yes, that would be fine. Thank you. Excellent job. Oh, um, just, just, just one note. Uh, my, uh, my peppermint wildberry frozen latte from Mojo Black Cafe tasted too much like coffee. Be a lamb and, and do better next time, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, wonderful. Now mess up again and we will have to do another quarterly report right now. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, go ahead. Uh, please stay tuned, dear listeners, for the sound of groveling and delicious wildberry freshness. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey, it's Jamark again. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We had a lot of fun doing it and a lot of fun actually having music for it. And just a friendly reminder, if you would like to become an NPC on our show and forever immortalized, then be sure to tell people about the show. We don't use any money for social media promotion. Everything is done through word of mouth. So if you tweet, Facebook, or Instagram about the show and tag us at TFUCast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising, you could have the potential opportunity to become an NPC on our show and forever be beloved. And you might ask yourselves, well, why would I do that if they're only going to exist for an arc and then Mitch is most likely going to kill them? Well, we actually bring our NPCs back for our live shows, so you might very well hear them when our Escape Velocity live show actually goes, well, live on the internet. Anyway, that's it from me. Thank you so much for all of your support. Once again, an apology for this episode going up a little bit later than planned. We had some technical issues, and so everything just got shut down, and the internet wasn't working, and it was a real struggle bus. Uh, that being said, our next episode goes live in June. So two weeks from today, you should be looking at about June 7th. And that's wonderful and amazing, and I can't wait. So thank you so much, everyone. And remember... The Overseers are always watching.